the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Hey, what's going on, AM560 Black and White listeners? My name is George Pearson, a.k.a. the Rear Admiral, a.k.a. the Commodore. I am filling in today for John Anthony as he is out gallivanting with the likes of Roger Stones down at AmpFest. So we're going to kick this show off. We've got a couple really great guests in studio today. And I'm in our next segment that's coming up, and we're going to talk about Lori Lightfoot and Kim Fox's little uh, spit and spat that they got going on right now. And we're going to get into some of the issues that are going on with the Biden administration, the conflict that seems to be brewing in the South China Sea, and a few other topics like what's going on with religious exemptions and a lot of the companies that are pushing. So we've got a really a, a heartfelt show for you today. And and literally, I, I wanted to address uh, to talk about some topics that a lot of folks have, you know, kind of been dancing around and, and especially when it comes to our military. And we're watching them all being deployed in all different type of theaters for different reasons, whether it was the 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 20 year engagement in Afghanistan to the um, disastrous withdrawal, um, our time that we spent in Iraq and a few other incidents like the Connecticut, a Sea Wolf class submarine that hit a underground, uh, uh, underwater uh, mountain, and 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 the things that is causing a lot of the military personnel, the, what's going through their mind as we continuously uh, place these men and women in harm's way. Again, um, so on, in the very beginning, like I said, I'm, I'm going to bring in the founders of Vets on Horses, and that's Donnie Ibra- Ibrea, Ibera. And Stacy Creed and these folks have started a program I really think is very important for a lot of vets that have seen combat. A lot of our police officers that are now going through a lot of the struggles that we're seeing. And maybe we may even have to start adding some of our nurses who had been in there and now have their jobs on the line because of these mandates. And look, you I am pro First Amendment. I am pro your right to choose. It is your right to decide whether or not if you want to get this vaccine or not. If you get it, that's on you. If you don't get it, that's on you. But to have someone tell you that you have to do it, that's a problem. And that's against our constitutional rights. 
And the fact that we can't even get this right with our military personnel and making sure that they're well provided for and taken care of when they're coming out. This is one of the issues that I'm having with this entire, entire process of the government. We have people, honestly, in government that really don't care any longer about what's going on because their only concern is one thing, that they're getting paid. Well, there's Mayor Garland, our new U.S. Attorney General, and his daughter and her husband and the money that they're making from, you know, selling CRT to all the public schools, to all the riches that folks like Nancy Pelosi and her husband and uh, Maxine Water and her husband have made from sitting in government. And these folks have gotten wealthy. I don't even have to mention the Clintons because the Haitians are still talking about that even to this day. So we're going to get off into this. We're going to piss off some people, and that's what I do best. I serve as the chairman of the Will County Republicans. I also have the honor and privilege of serving as the chairman of the Illinois Black Republican Coalition. And I do mean a coalition of great folks that are starting to come together. Whether it's right here in Illinois, I'm seeing a a strong movement that is starting to occur up in Minnesota with a group up there uh, of blacks that are, you know, conservative and libertarians. And that ought to make George Hoff daddy happy that, you know, they got some libertarians up there in Minnesota. Oh God. (laughs) And, and these are folks that have finally decided, all right, government is not the path. It has never been the path, especially for black folks in this country because it was the government that originally enslaved us. So why we're listening to a lot of this nonsense going on is beyond me. But we're going to break down some of those barriers because, again, the topics here, everything is is open for discussion. We don't we don't. I was going to say the, the wrong word there. You, you're supposed to be watching me. We're, we're not going to tap dance around the issues around here. We're going to get right into it. And if it hurts somebody's feelings, maybe that's what's necessary in order to really start this conversation. Like I said, later on in the, the second hour, we're going to get off into some of the, the conversations and the discussion that Frederick Douglass had do, going through this exact same time period in the um, 1800s. You know, while, you know, just on the cusp of the Civil War here, just on the um, the, the beginning parts of the West Indies with um, Great Britain as they were dealing with their slave slavery issues there as well and how he addressed it. And we're still fighting and dealing with a lot of that same nonsense today. Why? Because we have a chosen few of folks that just refuse to actually focus in on what is really necessary. And that's about the freedom and liberties of everyone in this country and not just the chosen few. And we shouldn't be trying to push off certain folks in order to allow another group to expand, because if your fight is over to over. That we're upset that one race was being given too much privilege. So our answer is to reverse it, and I, that's childish to me. We, we, we don't do that. It, again, it's about a level playing field. Everybody's starting from the same location. But it's how you run the race. It's how you engage in these conversations. It's how you engage in your work environment. It's how you engage in your political religion. That's, it, that's what's going to determine your outcome in life, the results. So I'm... When I'm on this show, I will be talking to people that are actually out there in the fight that are actually doing it. Folks like Donnie and Stacy with Vets on Horses. Folks like, uh, well, the, the folks up in Minnesota. We're going to start bringing these folks on when I'm in studio in order to have real conversations so that folks can hear the struggle on both sides of the issue. 
We're going to bring on a young lady at the last end of uh, the second hour that's going to talk about the religious exemption. And I think that's very important because a lot of businesses are now starting to decide they're not going to force mandate. And notice I say force mandate because it's not about the vaccine. It's about somebody telling you what you have to do. We're going to talk about the schools right now and what they're going through. We don't even have bus drivers available to take our kids back and forth to school because, one, there are a lot of folks that don't want to get the vaccine. And a lot of those folks that are driving the uh, the buses are some of the lowest paid individuals in this country. And they don't want to get sick. So they're either scared to get the vaccine or they're scared that they're going to be in contact with some uh, child that is, you know, carrying the virus. But it's a virus. It's with us. And we said this two years ago when all of this started, 19, 2019, December, November, actually, 2019. And people keep forgetting about that. This is how long we've been dealing with the CCP virus. And that's what I'm going to call it. Again, I'm not going to tap dance over no issue here. It originated there in all in every single aspect of the government and Fauci, you know, Mr. Mr. False Sentiment himself. This is the same guy that was pushing the HIV hoax back in the day, saying that children were going to get it just by being in contact with other individuals. And yet this man is still in government, sitting at one of the, the, the most prestigious, highest positions that you can, regulating our health. And he's been wrong so often. It is one of the reasons why I was upset with Trump, because he didn't fire his butt right off the beginning. He never should have been in there that entire time during Trump's administration. And I think things would have went a little bit differently. This is what happened when we don't have courage and take on the individuals, take on the conversations, take on the topics that we need to. We have to confront this head head on. It's why I have Donnie sitting in here, because this is a Marine veteran that has faced head on the the challenges that are coming in our country and every single American Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, whatever green party you calling yourself, there comes a time where you have to have more courage than fear to step into the positions that are necessary in order to remove those who are lesser individuals that are only there for themselves. Selfishness, and to make money for them and their families only. They don't care about you and I. They never have and they never will. Thank you for joining us today. And uh, again, as soon as we come back in the next segment, I'm going to get them introduced and let Donnie and Stacy tell their story. And they also brought along one of their sons, uh, Eli, as well. So, But he's, he's, he's going to be listening. I don't know if he's actually going to actually you know have anything to say. But maybe from a topic from the children with school, you know, it might be a good idea to even let him actually put it in so welcome to the show and let's get ready to have some fun hurt a little feelings and then process that healing this is black and right on am 560 the answer and now more black and right with john anthony on am 560 the answer Our country's battles in the air on land and sea. 
560 Black and White listeners. My name is George Pearson. I am the chair of the Will County Republicans and co-chair of the Illinois Black Republican Coalition, filling in for your host, John Anthony, as he's down in Florida enjoying Amfest with hobnobbing and elbow rubbing with the with the elites down there. So I figured I'd come in and take over the show and put this ship back, you know, steered back on the right true course. So today I brought in a good friend of mine and, and his lovely wife, Stacy, Donnie. Ibera. I'm going to get this right one of these days. Or Ibarra. Ibarra. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get that accent right. Ibarra. I still still say it. Ibarra. It's fine. It's easiest for most people. But Donnie and Stacy created this organization called Vets on Horses. Um, a part of it is because of Stacy's love for horses. She actually used to ride championship horses. So, and I'm, I brought them in because I, I really truly believe in this. We have a lot of veterans that come back from a lot of different engagements in theaters, and they're mentally they don't always receive the type of healing that is necessary from our federal government. And I think different organizations like um, Patriots. Um, um, true patriots are out there that are trying to help our men and women get back um, acclimated to civilian life. And I, I, I truly love this organization. The Central Committee actually invested in this, and we want to see it go forth because we know what they need. Donnie, you want to open this up and give us a little introduction? Yes. Um, like uh, George was saying, um, you know, we started this program uh, from Stacy's love of horses, and it eventually became my love of horses. And um, and uh, just to give you a little uh, backstory, I was in the, Mar- uh, the Marine Corps, got out as a staff sergeant. Uh, I served in Iraq 2005-2006 in Al Takedum. was an Air Force base out there. And I um, was out there for about eight months. Um, and, you know, you don't always come back as the same person when you left. You come back and things are different. Uh, you are different. Your outlook on life is different. And you tend to keep that inside your heart and you don't always don't know how to release it. And what is release help release a part of my anxiety and uh, help me deal with all my PTSD as these horses that we've got. And um, like I was saying, I I never wanted anything to do with them. And uh, now I own two of them. It's the cleaning up part. Yeah. Yeah. We know he was shoveling, well, stuff at at, the latrines back in the day. So, yeah. I'm used to it. (laughs) Well, I think um, really what Donnie means is that, you know, um, especially coming back and and having some PTSD issues, um, that he didn't really want to branch out into new things and kind of experience um, kind of out of his bubble. And it's a protective bubble that um, a lot of, I'm, I'm guessing, a lot of um, veterans come home with yes. because, um, you know, they don't want anybody to know what's going on in their lives. You know, they, they keep that all kind of compressed. So um, I guess me being who I am, um, I really love horses and I really felt like, you know, I wanted to get our kids involved and um, have it uh, be something that the family enjoyed versus just myself. Yeah. Um, so when I did talk to Donnie about it, um, 
It was he, a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> it was a struggle. Wait a minute. I am with a Marine, okay? Everything is a struggle. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm like, can I put it this way? No, we have to do it this way. It's fine. I'm like, okay, I got it. Um, yeah, so I'm like, I was in boot camp for eight years. Your way anyway. yeah. You say eight years. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still in it. I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, but but anyhow, um, when I finally got him to, to come to the barn with us, um, I used Eli, who is here with us today, and Yo, asked Eli. him, he loves animals, so I knew it was going to be a no-brainer, the kid yeah. was going to come with us no matter what, so <laughs> I had to use a little persuasion, um, but yeah, he he came, and I, I just explained, like, you know, the horses are, are so much different, and, um, you know, they're kind of like big dogs, but yet, um, you know, dogs are predators, and horses are prey, mm. so, um, you know, with that being said, uh they bring a different energy and they kind of understand a different energy when uh, a human approaches um, or even another animal for that matter. But, um, you know, bringing him there uh, as soon as he got to to meet, which was Dakota was our first horse that, that uh, Donnie got to meet. Um, He was like our pit bull graves. Um, (laughs) He kind of had a personality on him, his big fat nose and, uh, Donnie was oh, like, yeah, fell in love. yeah, it was like, it was all over. And, um, he was like, oh, they're not so bad. I'm like, no, they're actually really, really cool. So, um, from that point on, it was kind of baby steps into that direction. And, uh, it, it was kind of history from that point. So, so wh- how is it that you, you, you came to the, the, you know, to this fruition that, you know what, let's try to introduce this to other veterans. And, and how is that going for you right now? I think a lot of it had had to do with uh, God and give me the um, give me the experience or giving me the courage to actually even tell Stacy mm-hmm. on what was going on and how it's been affecting me and sometimes why we argue and well most of the times why we argue. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I guess I got the courage and strength from him, and um, you know, I was able to tell her what was going on, which was not hard to. It's not easy to do. Yeah. Um, it's not easy to do it at the VA either. You it's know. Not. Um, but. You know, it just uh, took me that one moment there to where, you know, I wanted her to understand what was going on mm-hmm. with me, especially if we want to be together forever. I think she has the right to know what was going on and um, how, you know, how she can help me help her and help us right. uh, in the long run. And um, so, well, you know, don't forget that, you know, going through the VA was an absolute horrifying process for us. Imagine. Um, so that in itself, um, you know, we've. We wrote letters. We, you know, went through um, a massive amount of documents and 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 fighting the VA to, you know, have uh, to step up and take exactly. charge of what they're supposed Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Instead of just medicating our veterans, that is not what we're going to do. Right. You know, you have to find an alternative because you just put a bandaid on it, like we've talked about, mm-hmm. Donnie and George. We've always talked about this bandaid. It doesn't work. No. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't help your home. It doesn't help your family. It doesn't help anybody. Um, so we're trying to find a different route and something that's a little bit more holistic that can actually um, heal from within. Outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah. So how many horses now do you have? Now? We have two. Yeah. Two right now. Yeah. And their names? <laughs> that's Hope. <laughs> Ira Hope Hayes, who's uh, named after a Marine as well. That's right. um, he also suffered uh, PTSD and uh, believes succumbed to um, his death uh, because of it. And... Um, you know, the drink and the alcohol didn't help him. So we're trying to He's talking about give, Ira Hayes, not 
Hope. I hope. Yeah, yeah. Ira Hayes. <laughs> which I'm just is Hope. <laughs> if Hope was getting drunk in the barn, then we would have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also have uh, Moonshine, and that's uh, Sergeant Reckless, which was a Korean, uh, that's her nickname from our Korean war horse that was out there that um, was served with the Marines and got out as a staff sergeant. Even drank beer with the Marines and got out as a staff sergeant and. Uh, Kind of uh, has the same personality I could see as Moonshine, so uh, yeah. that definitely Hence had to stick with her. Moonshine, so. uh, right? That, that sounds perfect. <laughs> That's about right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Hope for today is a retired racehorse. Um, he came off the track six years ago. Okay. He actually has quite a bit of um, recognition. He made almost 300000 on the track. Nice. Um, but he succumbed to an injury and um, had to retire. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, galloping out actually... Um, rescued him and another lady adopted him when he came off the track um and he needed a new job so she <laughs> was um an an older lady and um we happened to find him and just absolutely fell in love with him so now he's here with us and mm-hmm. uh creating antics and tiktoks <laughs> yeah, so i've seen <laughs> yeah he was just uh vibing last night but <laughs> was a racehorse so he also has a little bit of ptsd and a little bit of yeah. you know recovering that he has to do um and moonshine was also a rescue so okay all right well I, I, again i want to get into you know some of the events that you guys have held and what what events you have coming forth because you have one coming up in november and we want to talk about that a little bit where and where it's going to be and i, I want you to you know tell me you know get specific i want to know how this has helped and you know is you know and who you've opened the door up to because this isn't just about the vets any longer so you know let's let's talk about that and you know because i want folks to know that there are resources out there we don't we do not have to rely on the federal government you are listening to black and right on am 560 the answer all I feel is rain. I cannot maintain the madness on my brain. I resort to violence. My killers move in silence. Like you don't know what I'm silent. So your killers are wild. We now return to Black and White on AM560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Navy fight song. <laughs> hey, AM 560 Black and White listeners. My name is George Pierce, and I am the chair of the Will County Republicans and co-chair of the Illinois Black Republican Coalition. I am sitting here today for John Anthony, who is, well, somewhere out on a beach in Florida trying to get a tan, you know, because he's one of them light-skinned brothers. You know, so he's trying to darken up a little bit. So I decided to come in and sit in his place for a little bit. In studio, I have two great <laughs> guests, Donnie and Stacy, who are the founders of Vets on Horses. And we've been talking about their program and their horses, Hope and Moonshine. I, <laughs> that that name gets me every single time. <laughs> so, and they're actually named after military veterans. And I wanted them to actually give a little bit more information on what Vet on Horses are doing for are returning um, servicemen and women on, on a daily basis. Yes, and, uh, you know, we're doing that providing um, them equine therapy. Well, we call it equine experience. It's not therapy, and 
what we're doing is we're trying to reach out to these veterans as well as first responders out there that are uh, just in dire needs of ch- trying to change their life, trying to cope with their anxiety, their panic attacks, and stuff that I've been dealing with uh, as a Marine with PTSD as myself. And um, the approach with the horse therapy has definitely helped me out. I know that they offer pills and stuff like that at the VA. I'm uh, as holistic as I as they come, and I don't, you know, I I took them and they didn't do nothing for me. They made things worse, and you know, I just wanted to get break away from that, regardless, because I had friends that also got too involved in the pills and ended up ruining their lives, and some of them taking their lives, and I don't think that's probably the best approach that we can do. Um, addressing PTSD to our first responders as well as our veterans because, you know, our police have it too as well as our firemen, nurses that are out there. And um, like I said, it's just a holistic approach uh, to them to deal with these horses because what these horses do when you first see them, you're just looking at them and you're like, you know, you might have some anxiety, but when you see them, you got to calm down because they they play off your character. So Um, so the, the calmer you are with them, you know, the calmer they are with you. And by keeping yourself calm, I believe, is what I've subliminally found out. I didn't know how it worked, so I read up on why it doesn't work. And uh, the only explanation I can get is I calm myself down uh, being around these animals. Right. And, um, they, the, the horses mirror their... their um, their rider. Their, their rider. Animal. Yeah, I was trying to think of what... What to call us? <laughs> They're human. <laughs> they they definitely um. So horses have a specific um, trait where they can mirror um, their human, <laughs> their human's energy back to them. So if you're anxious and you're overly excited or you're feeling um, down, uh, the horse will actually uh, alert you in a way and allow you to calm down. Um, how, horses are a flight or fight or flight animal mm-hmm. correct so they they're naturally already in a in a stance like our veterans would be mm-hmm. um uh, just for instance like donnie and i going into a restaurant you know he needs to know where all those exits are yes and i can't sit facing the door nope i get in trouble if i do that <laughs> it's still like that in it's my house right like, yeah i i have to see the doors i have to know what exits are i'm constantly looking around because i want to know who's walking in who's leaving and even you know my wife is under the impression that sometimes i'm not paying attention to her it's just it's that innate that training that that comes along with it and it's oh, yeah. that situational awareness that you know becomes ingrained in who we are so i i get it you know yeah. and, and donnie touched on something and i'm gonna let you go back in it but sure. the the pills and the drugs and you're absolutely right it takes you into this fog and then you lose all your sense of who you are so then we turn into you know looking for more pills or drugs or whatever the case may be in order to try to wash away that feeling instead of trying to get to that healing process and that's what i love about vets on horses but go ahead stacy i'm sorry oh you just yeah. gladly cut yeah. me off george yeah. thank you <laughs> no it's fine but <laughs> um but <laughs> that was george's horse voice by the way <laughs> um yeah, so, you know, we we don't provide therapy for our veterans. Let me just put that straight. Um, we provide the experience yes. for our veterans. Um, the horses do all the therapy. Um, we, uh, Donnie and I, talked about taking the therapy actually out of the program so that we don't have any of 
uh, um, that creating anxiety for our veterans. Okay. So, um, you know, it's about our veterans coming out and um, experiencing the horses. Yeah, um, yeah building you know, their trust with the horse. Exactly. And, you know, even getting them uh, provide horsemanship that they might not have even been able to, uh, opportunity to have and, you know, cleaning the feet, uh, you know, uh, Grooming. grooming. Grooming and Yep, tacking up, learning all aspects. Well, of what can horses. we find um, Vets on Horses? With? Sure. Uh, you can find Vets on Horses at uh, vetsonhorses.org. <laughs> or should I say www.vetsonhorses.org. All right. Uh, we Folks, are, uh, this is AM560 Black and Right, and we're going to come back uh, to close out this segment and uh, get an email address and let you know how you how you actually can reach out and set, a, set up an appointment. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. The Air Force, really? Really? I want to know who actually called them part of the military, but uh, only a vet can actually say that. Hey, AM560 Black and Right listeners, this is George Pearson, Will County Chairman and Co-Chair of the Illinois Black Republican Coalition, filling in for your host, John Anthony, who is on assignment. Well, no, he's not. He's down there chilling out at Amfest, having a good time while we're still here in the studio taking care of what he's supposed to be doing. But I digress. Yeah, getting a tan. (laughs) (laughs) We're sitting in studio with Donnie and Stacy, the founders of Veterans on Horses. And I wanted them to, you know, talk about the future of what uh, what Vets on Horses has in store for us and any upcoming events and how to reach out to them. Oh, yes. uh, Well, we uh, just uh, give us uh, give a past brief of our past events was. We just had one in uh, Braidwood at the Top Field Saloon, and we had uh, pony rides, and Bouncy George was in the dunk tank. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Top Field Saloon. Oh, yeah. So, um, and our next event is going to be at uh, on November 6th. That's the Marine Corps birthday as well as Veterans Day tribute. Sure. Uh, there's going to be a live band there at Evil Horse, and then that's in Crete, and that's November 6th. From 5 to 11. From 5 to 11. Yep. We have the weekend alcoholics playing. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, from 7 to 10. Uh, we will have a raffle and some baskets also. Um, but come out and have a good time. We potentially, with the weather, will have the outside open. Come smoke your cigar, yeah. relax by the fire. Uh, let's play a tri- pay a tribute to our veterans and uh, the Marine Corps birthday for sure. Get some. I'll Get like some. That. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> general admission is $10 and VIP is 20 but includes two draft beers. Wow. Evil Horse has some great drafts if you folks have not stopped in there. I'm actually there tomorrow with the Creek Township Republicans that are throwing their fundraiser um, from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. So come out and enjoy a good time. All the gubernatorial candidates will be there to give speeches. I uh, hear one of the U.S. Senate candidates are flaking out, so it doesn't surprise me none. But, again, like I said, no topic is taboo uh-huh. for me. So. Get me started. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> well, well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, with that being said, uh, you can find us on Facebook, TikTok, um, Instagram, Twitter. We are everywhere. Um, 
you can email us at info at vetsonhorses.org or um, check out the website, since George cut me off before, oh. vetsonhorses.org. <laughs> um, you can fill out an application there, a pre-application there, or just contact us if you'd like to sponsor a horse. Definitely um, contest, contact us directly. Um, what was the other thing that we wanted to cover, George? Your future plans for vets. Oh, yes, our future plans. Well, I got lots of future plans. Yeah, sure you yes, do. Yes, she does. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always money with them. <laughs> oh, yeah, I definitely our future plans is to get some land and get a house out there for the homeless veterans and, okay. uh, you know, just people that are uh, dealing with their PTSD just to come out, uh, get their experience with the horse. And, yeah. Um, Definitely give them that, that opportunity out there. And, you know, it's not the VA. It's not the uh, therapist taking notes. It's mm. the horse and a nice ranch environment. So I know we're going to move on to the next thing, and, and especially with, um, you know, veterans coming home. But this definitely has a take on it because we want to provide a decompression site mm-hmm. for our veterans. Um, and, it, you know, not only our homeless veterans, but um, when just like my stepdad or my brother, Donnie, and his family – uh, we come from a military background, and you just don't get that. Yes. You get thrown out into uh, regular life, and it's just not like that. Um, so we want to provide an opportunity for our veterans to come home and have an option to be with our family. Oh, Outstanding. Yeah. You know, the- I remember debriefs used to used to last, you know, 35 days while you're coming back. They're, you know, sitting there having these conversations, something for you to do to reacclimate yourself back into that civilian life. And I don't see that any longer, Donnie. No, I didn't really experience it myself. And I got out in 2007, so I can't say what they're doing now. But, right. You know, I just can only uh, imagine, you know, what these uh, military, what the uh, military is experiencing, especially with the uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan and how poorly I feel it was conducted. Um, you know, I have the same outlook on uh how how that happened to me in iraq and just seeing us displace all these children right and you know uh president george bush wasn't out there seeing that Mm -hmm. we were Mm -hmm. and that's why we were out there we're doing his job that he wanted us to do and uh we did it and we come back with these problems because we remember these little kids that were out there and displaced their homes and you know, they might have a home one day and it's gone the next. And, you know, you got to live with that guilt and you got to live with the that survivor's guilt. And I, I know it's going to be a little tough for these guys coming back the way uh, Afghanistan was handled. Yeah. So, again, you know, we're just here to give them, uh, you know, just a different option. A different yeah. option. And also, uh, we also want to tell them what their benefits are. You know, we got a wealth of knowledge with that. And just to reach out to us and we could get them situated and lined up with their benefits and what they should be doing, uh, trying to do a little advocacy within the program as well, trying to help that out. And uh, like I said, this this isn't just for uh, military members. This is for our first responders that are dealing with their trauma as well. So, Thank you, both of you, for what you're doing. I do really appreciate it, and that's from the bottom of my heart because I've had to help a lot of our our returning vets, and this means a lot. I lost a friend. That 22 means a big thing. Every 22 second, a vet is taking their life, and we want to change that. AM560 listeners, please go out and check out vetsonhorses.org. This is Black and Right. I am George Pearson filling in for John Anthony. We will be back in two and two. Bye. <laughs>
Let's get it to him, baby girl. Hey. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Folks, welcome to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. My name is George Pearson. I am filling in for your host, John Anthony, today, who is down at AmpFest in Florida. We just um, had our my two special guests um, depart and talking about vets on horses again, because everybody knows that I've served in the United States Navy and a former police officer, and these are topics that are very near and dear to my heart, and I, I do appreciate them taking time out of their day and stopping by and telling us about his program, about their program. We're going to get ready to start talking politics in the next segment, and I'm telling you with everything that's going on, you, you know, I, I almost don't want to talk about Biden, but, you know, everybody knows he had made his little trip into Chicago. I should say he finally made his trip into Chicago. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, he canceled the first time, you know, and, you know, they, he couldn't because he doesn't even have the Democrats on his side out in D.C. to try to push through a $3.5 trillion deficit. And, an additional deficit to what we're already suffering here in this country. So he finally got an opportunity to come out here and then he, he got faced with a, the little angry um, mayor, little mayor, little Lightfoot that finally decided to, you know, meet him out at the tarmac and give him a earful after she went into a, a big brouhaha that, you know, everybody's been paying attention to with her and the unprosecutor Kim Lightfoot of you Chicago. Know, uh, Biden should be careful because she's got a center of gravity advantage on him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, she does. And she looked like she can wrestle too, boy. So. <laughs> I won't just turn the car around. I'm going to shut it off. I'm going to kick you out. And I'm going to make you walk home. I can imagine her actually saying that on <laughs> in the carpool. Could you imagine her actually tossing Biden out of the beast? Yeah, you're, you're going to have to walk to your plane, sir. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. We still haven't got any confirmation of whether or not if she stayed or not at the at the speech because she left early. And man, that that ought to be a slap in the face of this so-called president. And I do mean so-called because as a political insider, I'm telling you that there are a lot of shenanigans that occurred here in Illinois. And, you know, a lot of these places where we don't have election judges to help watch a lot of these ballots that are coming in. And we're going to cover a lot of that in that in the second hour, because I'm telling you, if I hear one more person tell me that what is the Republican Party going to do about this? Well, you are the Republican Party. See, we keep looking for these imaginary individuals that are sitting in these positions to actually be our saviors. At some point, you got to pick up the gauntlet yourself and get into the game. If you're tired of the politicians running over you, then you need to take up the mantle and you need to get involved. See, here in Illinois and across the country now, we no longer have an election season. We have an election season. Uh, I'm sorry, we don't we no longer have an election cycle. We have an election season. And that's what I'm telling my precinct committee people that our primary this year goes from January 13th is when you can start asking for signatures 
all the way into the middle of July. January 13th to the middle of July. The primary date is June 28th, but don't forget it's state law. They have to give 10 additional days after that for the fake mail-in ballots to come in to help change the direction of the election because there were a lot of people in the last two election cycle that were winning when they went to bed and lost miserably when they woke up. My name is George Pierce. I'm filling in for John Anthony on Black and Right here on AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Hey folks, my name is George Pearson and I am sitting in for your host John Anthony here on Black and Right on AM560. John Anthony is down at AmFest enjoying himself and I'm in studio, in this hot studio. Just we had the, to kick the fan up a little bit. Before, yeah, you know, it was a little warm in here. But, uh, <laughs> just for the record, John's not allowed to sing. That's one of my rules. But uh, you John. have permission. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> That'll make John nice and mad. Enjoy that sun, buddy. Hey, so we're going to get back off into this but before he started talking about my singing, because I know that's where Hoff Diddy is trying to go, but you know, I'm not going to put up with him and his shenanigans today. But I found it interesting, the little tit for tat that was going on with um, little, ooh, Lori Lightfoot. I almost slipped up. I don't know if I can call it that on here. And, and um, the unprosecutor of Cook County, Kim Fox. And I, I find that whole little spat really ridiculous and funny the gang shootout in south austin friday that left one person dead left the mayor and several aldermen slack jawed monday over the lack of charges given the depth of video evidence criticism the cook county state's attorney wasn't going to take quietly be mortified by what happened yesterday particularly because the mayor as a former prosecutor knows that what she did yesterday was inappropriate Fox says Lightfoot's comments jeopardize a case where witnesses and victims aren't talking and that Lightfoot's top CPD brass agree with the lack of charges right now. That the chief of detectives, Dinahan, said on two occasions yesterday that the evidence was insufficient for charging at that time on Friday. You know, the... The part that you need to take from this is Cook County has always been a failure at going after the criminals. Always. The fact that the the paperwork would still be wet from the ink of the ink pen and those arrested would be walking out the door. This has been something that's gone on in Cook County for decades. 
So it's not just Kim Fox. Let let me be clear on that. She's an added insult to the system. So when I hear her passing the buck and saying, well, these these are the chief of detectives and the other folks out there. Well, it's also on the prosecutors out here to actually step up and try to help convince some of these witnesses because they they have failed a lot of the witnesses in the past. So, of course, they don't want to step in and help. Because they leak their names and their information to the gangbangers and to the, the criminal element of Chicago. And then they're singled out in their communities as our police force is being well, decimated. You know, we, we we're short close to 10,000 police officers in this in the city. 10,000 police officers. So how can you expect to keep witnesses safe? Well, the only way to do that is by locking up the bad guys and girls for that matter, because, man, I'm telling you, some of these girls out here is just as wicked as the boys. And man, I, 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 I've, you know, world star has nothing on TikTok today with some of the, the stuff that's out there. And it is killing me, killing me watching some of these young ladies, if you know, now use that term loosely out here in some of the criminal activity that they're involved in. But this is what we've what we've gotten, you know, with these slack jaw politicians out here on both sides of the aisle. And let me let me be very clear on that. I'm not happy with a lot of them on my side of the aisle either. But the ones in charge in Chicago and Cook County are Democrats. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They can't blame a Republican for their mishandling of this and the defunding of police officers. And I mean defunding of police officers, not those acting out of color. Those criminals that actually have a badge on their chest and have committed a crime because they're not police officers. Let's be very clear on that too. prosecute their butts as well. But once again, it goes back to prosecution. Every summer they come up with this grand scheme and plan on how we're going to go out there and, and tackle the crime in Chicago. But the one thing that they never ever talk about is the home element, the environment that they're growing up in. And they will not and cannot address that. But I want to play another segment of, you know, of, of what's going on back and forth with them. Because, again, like I said, I, I find it very interesting now that these two are are battling over who's doing the worst job. Today, the mayor just not backing down. This old prosecutor wants to understand how it's possible that not a single charge, not a gun charge, not an attempted murder charge, you know, disturbing the peace, but something to send a message that there's going to be accountability. Then the focus turned to accountability uh, of a different kind, namely for the chief of detectives, Brendan Dinahan, cited by Kim Fox just hours earlier. The question I'm going to have for him when I see him shortly, candidly, is it happening in Beverly? It's happening in Mount Gregory? It's happening anywhere on the north side? Would there really be no clarity? In the meantime, Fox says the investigation continues, albeit hobbled by tight-lipped witnesses, a hurdle she says needs to be cleared before charges can come. Where all of your witnesses are refusing to cooperate, the people who saw who shot them, the people who knew who they were, and they are not the people who are willing to stand on under oath and testify, then you have to have other evidence from other places. Other evidence from other places like what the gun in their hand, in their possession. I, I don't know. Did I did I miss something half dead? I, I mean, how in the world can you say you need additional? 
You're involved in a shooting out there. There are just some elements of the crime that you don't need the witnesses for. I think we're being unnecessarily harsh on Kim Fox. I mean, if you think back on, uh, you know, Elliot Ness, Elliot Ness hit the street, weren't any witnesses who wanted to cooperate, and so he gave up. Oh, wait, <laughs> no, he? no, no. Elliot Ness pursued it until <laughs> he right. found the criminals, uh, a way to get the criminals in jail. That's yeah, right. Yeah, Sorry, yes, I was yeah. wrong. Okay. okay. All right. Now we're on the same page. If we keep sitting back waiting on somebody else to do it, we will continue to lose. Businesses are moving out of the city of Chicago, out of Cook County, heck, out of the state of Illinois. Black folks, here's a number that most folks don't know. The city of Chicago lost over 200,000 black people from 2000 to 2010, an additional 35,000 from this last census. But let the aldermen and the other crooked politicians in the city and Cook County tell you, oh, well, you know, uh, we, we, we need we need more money to take care of more of the citizens here. How are you taking care of us when the element is being released right back into the communities, right back into the neighborhoods? What are we doing to actually protect the community? Oh, we're going to come up with another uh, community program. Wrong. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Maybe gun buyback program. Maybe that'll help. No. Um, All right. Well, well oh, I know what we could do. I know what we could do. We're going to do jobs for them. How about that? You know? Wrong. Okay. And that's the problem because we keep using these same different programs that we've been utilizing for the last 50 years in the city of Chicago. And the only thing we're doing is enriching the criminal element. See, when they do a gun buyback program, you're literally taking a gun that's been used in the commission of a crime and you allowing them to turn it in and get rid of evidence. You know, the evidence that Kim Fox was just talking about that they can't seem to create or come up with. Because you're buying it back from them and you're paying them to go out and actually upgrade their hardware. I mean, how stupid can you get? But these are the politicians that are in charge right now. So, you know, again, you know, I've already said no holds bar any longer. We have to start holding these politicians accountable. And that leads me into my next segment. That's the people. You, those of us who go out and vote. Those of us who go out and work every single day paying these ridiculous taxes in this state, we're the ones that have to hold them. Once again, stop looking to some politician on the Republican side to help save your bacon because most of them have already given up and need replacing themselves. Yeah, I said it and I'll say it again. A lot of them need to go just as quickly as the Democrats. See what you have here is a group of people that have decided I'm just going to do just enough to keep my little income and pension and, and health benefits coming in. But you keep going out and working. You keep doing what you're doing and you be silent. Otherwise we're going to have the FBI come and knock on your door and really put the scare into you. My name is George Pearson and I'm not scared. And I'm sitting in for John Anthony here on black and right on AM 560. The answer. After all, you're only human. After all, don't put the blame on me. Don't put your blame on me. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 Theater. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. 
Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street and there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller and all we say is please at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel belted radios and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to riot. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. And that's the way each and every single one of us ought to be right here, right now. That pissed off, excuse me, because at a point in time right now where you can't walk into a grocery store without wearing a sheet or a scarf around your face because that's protection. Man, we have Ta-da! turned into- You're a Democrat. <laughs> We've turned into, and it's, it's, it's not just the Democrats. We've got Republicans saying a face covering will protect you from this virus. I saw a meme the other day and it literally, it, it literally, I mean, it was just so clear as day. It was a fence. And the words on it, a chain link fence. And it stated, this is what your face mask looks like to the virus. Meaning that the holes are so clear and so large that it just slides right through it. But hey, put on that little, you know, mask that you didn't get from Amazon or, you know, picked up from the local fine and dine store. You know, or, you know, put on your scarf because that's what's going to protect you from the CCP virus. It's a bunch of crop and we've fallen for it and we've taken it over and over again. We're allowing it to defeat us at the polls because a lot of people didn't bother to show up to help vote because they scared the hell out of you. A lot of people refused to work the polls because they scared the hell out of you. But now it's time to turn the tables and you either join us now or Illinois will turn into Detroit. And that's where it's going, folks. And if we don't save it now, there will be no saving it later. They will be in charge for here on out. Your water will continuously go bad. And if you think your environment is bad now. Wait until more and more people that can afford to leave or decide I can no longer afford to stay, leave the state, leave the county, leave the city. What are you going to do then? How are you going to function? Because right now the state can't pay a lot of the construction that's going on out here. 
So your roads will start to crumble. And then your other infrastructure, and, I'm, and when I'm talking about infrastructure, I'm talking about roads and sewers. I'm not talking about this new nonsense that they're calling people infrastructure. See, they're literally dehumanizing you, and you don't even realize it. I'm not infrastructure. I am a human being that is afforded the constitutional rights of the United States government, and you will not treat me like a slab of concrete. That's how pissed off people need to get right now. And if this is what you're believing in, God help you. People are fleeing from here because there's not enough people standing up and saying otherwise. At some point. You're going to have to get up and stop saying to the politicians or to me as a Republican chair, what is the Republican Party doing about it? You need to help. It's a volunteer organization. Come in, get trained, learn how to be an election judge. Let, let me turn this. If I hear one more politician on a TV or another radio host across, you know, some national radio host talk about being poll watchers. I'm going to slap the fire out of them. Poll watchers have no power. We saw that in the last two election cycles where they held you at bay. The people that are actually in control in touch of the ballot is our election judges. They are the ones that will look at it and decide whether or not it was properly filled out. If it is a valid ballot or if the person's name that's on it actually resides at that location and decide whether or not if that ballot is counted or rejected. See, all these fights after the fact, it's over. Because the system is designed that the ballot goes in, but the name and the stuff is on the envelope, that's in a box. So once they're separated and counted into the machine, there's no way in hell of going back and figuring out who that vote belonged to. So unless you're willing to cancel out every single one of them, all this nonsense that we're doing now, is a waste of freaking time and energy. What is our plan right now to prevent it from happening again? See, at the Cent- Will County Republican Central Committee, we're training precinct committeemen. And our precinct committeemen are going out finding election judges. And we're getting those election judges signed up and trained. And then we're turning around and backing them up with poll watchers and additional training so that they know what to look for, how to compare signatures, so that you can actually change the next election cycle for the better. Because when you've got over 1,500 ballots that we were able to catch in the last um, local election, 1,500, that's only because we had just enough people to catch them. But we had polling places that had no one. And we even had times at the county clerk's office where we, we didn't even see them separating the ballots. They had already cut them open and pulled them out. And that's a problem because we didn't have people to be there to make sure that that ballot coming out of that envelope was properly addressed, belonged to somebody that actually lived in the county. That takes manpower. See, everybody, oh, we should be going to electronics. We should, you know, technology should be our saving grace right now. Really? Here we've got the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland having the FBI decide if they're going to investigate parents who are protesting over CRT. You really think for one second 
and 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 the company let, let me let me educate you the company that his daughter rebecca husband belongs to is called panorama and panorama biggest supporter is facebook so again how is technology going to save us when the folks that are in charge won't even allow you to get your voice out now they allow governor no neck to advertise on facebook his political views, I'm yes, too fat. Mm-hmm. Literally advertising on Facebook, but if a Republican tries to run these ads, they shadow ban us or shut us down or even close your page permanently. Technology is not our saving grace; it is we, the people. The Constitution was written like that for a reason. Do not rely on others; rely on yourself. So if you if you're unwilling now to step up and fight for what's good for you, how in the hell are you expecting someone else to do it? This is a struggle that this country has been dealing with since the beginning. Frederick Douglass, back in 1957, um, delivered a speech at the West Indian um, Emancipation. And he was talking about what was coming up, um, the, the history of British and their efforts towards the, um, emancipation. And they were trying to remind the West Indies slaves that they own their own freedom and that owning freedom is a struggle. In that, Frederick Douglass made this statement. The general sentiment of mankind is that a man who will not fight for himself when he has the means of doing so is not worth being fought by others. You're listening to Black and Right on AM 560. My name is George Pearson, co-hosted for John Anthony, and we'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Let the fight keep coming. And that's the time that we're in right now, people. My name is George Pearson. I am the chair of the Will County Republican Central Committee and co-chair of the Illinois Black Republican Coalition, which probably after this show, they'll make me resign from both. (laughs) And I am filling me in for your host, John Anthony, here on Black and Right on AM 560, The Answer. I've been talking about what we as the citizens of the United States need to do and how to push back and and how to bring about real change. We have to all be involved and literally physically, mentally involved, financially involved, because a lot of us are afraid of losing our jobs over these uh, mandates that are coming out. And again, listen to the word mandate. We're not anti-vax. We're not anti any of the other lies that they're putting out. It's a mandate. You can't make me do anything. The only thing I can do is stay black and die. Those are the only two things on this planet I have to do. But I brought on a young lady right now that I want to introduce you to that I, I think is very important, you know, to the conversation, especially for a lot of folks um, that are dealing with the the whole emancipation proclamation. Um, I'm sorry that <laughs> see, I'm talking about freedom again, that are talking about religious exemptions right now. And 
Puff Daddy, I, did I did I do it right? Did I? I'm clicking on it. Okay. And I want to introduce um to you folks. Her name is Desiree. Des, are you with us? I am. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Talk to us about the religious exemption, because I know this is something that you, you know, kind of started spearheading for a lot of folks in your industry. And I won't say what industry. Uh, I'll let you touch on that if you want. But I, I think that this is something very important. Well, I, I will tell you um, what I think about it is. And let me backtrack, because I, you know, um, I know where this conversation is probably going to end up. <laughs> but <laughs> you have to do. I believe that people have to do what's best for them. They have to make the best educated decision that's best for them as an individual, as a human, as a, as an American. So with that being said, um, the beautiful thing about the country is that we have rights and we have laws. And I believe that um, being an American allows you the ability to practice those laws and practice those rights. Now, the pandemic itself, right, has taken a toll on the world. Um, but if we just focus on our nation, it is really changing the face of our country because of what is going on in the world. So with that being said, um, a year ago, everybody supposedly had this, hey, we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with a lot of fear as well. But then we went into now, okay, you have to do this. Mm-hmm. And I think the trajectory of the conversation is what is lost. We have gone from working together to, if you don't do this, because I said you're going to do this, then you're going to be held accountable. Um, and I think that that's pushing a little bit too far. But again, because we no longer know how to communicate because of social media, mm-hmm. um, I feel that we need we need to, you know, utilize what's there for us based on the law. And that goes into what your beliefs are. Now, I'm not going to encourage people. If, if you don't listen, if you don't believe in God, then don't fake the funk. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My mother has always told me that. You know, your word is your bond. So who you are and what you represent, you should be able to utilize that to live your day-to-day life. So when it comes to religious exemptions, I think um, when you're looking at a First Amendment right, that supports that. And no one else can tell you different. My background, I come from a strong foundation of a belief in God and no one can take that away from me. And it doesn't matter who you are. And I'm not going to live my life based on someone telling me that I have to go different than that. And the beauty again about the law is that it allows us to utilize that. And most jobs, if people will take the time again, this is why I don't like social media. I joke about it, but I there's some truth to it. Mm-hmm. I believe social media is from the devil because <laughs> people lose their way of, of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can't critically think. You can't have a conversation. And people get real gangster yeah. on social media. Yeah. If you were to have a face-to-face conversation, people can't talk. So with that being said, you have the right to utilize that, especially um, if your job or your state 
um, supports it, and which they should because it's a federal law. Um, and you can just speak to that. Speak to your belief in God. Don't be afraid of that. And I think that's the problem. People have become so afraid to talk about, I love the Lord. And I can tell you, I love the Lord. And no one is going to change that. No one is going to convince me anything different. That's my belief. That's my foundation. I believe that God is my creator. Yes, he is. So you need to utilize that and um, celebrate your First Amendment right. Simple as that. All right. Thank you. And I wanted other folks to hear that, that passion that you have. You are, folks, you're listening to Black and Right here on AM 560. I'm co-hosting for John Anthony. My name is George Pearson, and we will be right back for the final segment of the show. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer. Stop. Drop. You know what? I feel like I need a mix board in here, too. Hey, AM560 listeners, you are tuned in to Black and White. My name is George Pearson. I am co-hosting for John Anthony as he is out on assignment at AmFest in Florida. Yeah, right. I've been talking about people getting involved and actually having the courage to to stand up for what is right, stand up for your rights, stand up for what the law supports. And we know that your First Amendment right supports your religious exemptions. If your job is actually what, and I don't care if it's on a federal level or on a state level. See, we've got a lot of federal and state employees and county employees that are, are about to fill the pinch. For all of those folks that have went to work for these governments, for these dictators that have decided to say no you must get this vaccination we've mandated it they have no legal ground to do so none zero not even the schools the schools have all but said that they need a new piece of legislation passed in order for us to even have any grounds legal grounds to stand on Yet we've been afraid to challenge it. Why? Because we're afraid to lose our jobs. We're afraid to lose our income. A lot of us have because we believed in the fight and we're now looking for others to join. I'm back to work because I finally found a organization that allow me to be who I am and still earn a living. And that's what we have to start doing. We have to, you know, start going to GoDaddy and get off of Google. Uh, 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 duck, duck, go rather, excuse me, not go, you know, duck, duck, go. We're using Google and all the other search engines that are doing nothing but tracking us. Buy yourself a VPN and, you know, tell the government to go somewhere. See, I have to keep watching what I typically say in public because we know Salem radio is a very clean radio station. And I want to honor that because I would like an opportunity to come back on. But I'm going to share this with you, and this is from Illinois Law. This is Chapter, um, excuse me, um, 745 ILCS, Section 7, uh, Chapter 70, Section 5. And this is the ILCS is the Illinois Compiled Statutes. This this is your law. Your it 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 encompasses both civil and criminal statutes. What you can and cannot do here in the state of Illinois. 
And Section 5 literally covers discrimination. And it says it shall be unlawful for any public or private institution or public official to discriminate against any person in any manner, including, but not limited to, licensing, hiring, promotion, transfer, staff appointment, hospital, managed care entity, or any other privileges because of such person's conscious refusal to receive, obtain, accept, perform, assist, counsel, suggest, recommend, or refer or participate in any way, any particular form of health care services contrary to their conscience. Your conscience is derived from your religious belief. If you are a practicing Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, whatever, Jew, you are covered by not only federal, but state law to tell them to go somewhere and sit down. The problem is the next step. See, they're going to proceed with, you know, probably terminating you or reassigning you. But you have to have the courage and the gumption to say, well, then I'm going to sue you. See, all these other companies have fall prey to the government. And they're talking about, you know, you know, Joe Biden, who stumbles over every single word that he comes out of his you know, empty head, if, especially if he's not reading it or can't see it. Anybody ever notice he looks like that puppet that comedian has that, that puppet? You know, he's all, always frowned up because he's looking like he's straining to see that. That's who he reminds me of. This is the man that is telling all corporations that have 100 employees or more that you must, must mandate the vaccine. Have you ever thought about, well, wait a minute, this is the president of the United States. Why is he now going after the businesses to tell them to do it? Is it because he really didn't have the authority from the get go? Now he's going to jeopardize your personal lives. That's what your income and most of your job supply health care. That's what he's doing now. That's a dictator. See, everything they claim that Donald Trump was doing. These clowns are doing it 10 times over. And we've been silent. Because we don't want to lose. Folks, we're in the middle of a war. And I do mean a war because they're coming after your children in the schools. They're coming after you and your jobs. And soon you won't even be able to come out of your homes like they're doing down in Australia. It is a shame about what's going on down there. And they're starting to fight back. Finally. If the folks down in Australia. Who don't even have a constitution like we do. Are pushing back and fighting against the government. What should we be doing? What is our next step? We're in the last segment of the show. I'm going to try to explain that to you. So get involved. Get up off your seat. Fling open that weapon and sit that window and say, we're not going to take it anymore. My name is George Pearson and you're listening to Black and Right on AM 560. The answer. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. 
The answer. I'll answer. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's going to do it? You? You, Lieutenant Weinberg? I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. You weep for Santiago and you curse the Marines. You have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know. That Santiago's death, while tragic, probably saved lives. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. We use these words as the backbone of a life spent defending something. You use them as a punchline. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom that I provide and then questions the manner in which I provide it. I would rather you just said thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a weapon and stand a post. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. That's the truth that we're living in today. That's the real truth. We've got some folks that have to go to war right now, and it's not going to be neat and nice and prim and proper. We're going to get dirty in this. You're going to lose some money in this. Hell, some of you may even lose your home. But that's coming regardless. They want to take away your personal property. So you think you're saving your home now with your income and your job. But when they come and say that your home no longer belongs to you, that anybody can come in and take it from you at any given moment. It'll be too late. Most folks out here today can't handle the truth. We've been lulled into a false sense of security and doggone it is time that we wake up. This whole woke movement missed it by a long shot. Why? Because they heard us start talking about people need to wake up, waking the sleeping giant. And the liberal left decided they were going to co-opt the wording. And now you've got Republicans and conservatives and libertarians now don't want to use the word woke, but there's power in being awake in life, being able to hear what's going on and be involved and get involved. That means that your conscience is awaking, that you can participate. You can be moved in one direction or the other by it. And that's not occurring any longer in the United States right here in Illinois, I should say, because there are places like Texas and Florida and Arizona is starting to wake up. Georgia is starting to see some of the issues that they were having and starting to come about the Carolinas. There's a reason, folks, because a lot of those people have seen what a lot of us are not awake yet. We're still a little droggy around here. We've we still got some of that film across our eyes and we're we're just coming out of that slumber. You need to go to the willcountyrepublican.org website, sign up to receive our newsletters and our information, and you need to get informed. 
You need to go and sign up at your local Republican organization to become an election judge and talk to the precinct committeeman or committee woman. And if there isn't one, become that precinct representative. Wake up, Illinois. <laughs> Biden talking about build back better. Yeah, right. Not when you're steady digging us into a hole. Folks, you've tuned in to AM 560's Black and White Show. John Anthony is back next week. Thank you for your time and your attention. Be well. We have to do more than just build back better. We build back, we have to build back better. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.